0: Hello, oh, and welcome to Enlightened Empaths, your community for the spiritually awakened, where we discuss, explore, and connect with fellow empaths, healers, intuitives, and seekers. Hello, empaths. Welcome to our show. We hope your new year is off to a great start. How are you doing, Denise?
1: I'm good. I know we're, we're rolling right into 2023 with With a song in our heart. That's a little sarcastic, but not terribly. No, not
0: terribly at all. You know, I spent about, I don't know, an afternoon between Christmas and New Year's, just scrolling on my phone and reading through all the 2023 predictions from like 10 or 12 different astrologers. And they all said the same thing in different ways. But it all said that something's happening in March. We'll have to have our astrologers back on. But everything is supposed to be so much lighter this year. So much happier, and something is happening in March with a bunch of planets and stuff, and everything is supposed to shift even better for us as we keep moving through 2023. And I can't remember the last time I've seen that where I've clicked on, you know, this astrologer, that astrologer, this one and that one, and they've all said, "Good, good, good, green lights ahead."
1: Right. And um, I think it—I know it was Asia, Asia Suler, who we've had on the show a couple times and is your your good friend. She referred to this coming year as a gap year. Like really just take this year and have it be your gap year to just relax, to enjoy it, to regroup. And I thought that is beautiful advice. That is beautiful advice. I love it.
0: Well, we hope that you are excited for your new year as well. And this week, we are bringing to you a topic that has been requested a lot by several of our listeners. So we thought, okay, we're going to do some research into this and talk about it with you guys and see what you think. It's called the seven rays. Now, I wasn't super familiar with this before I did this research. Were you?
1: No, no. But as I read through it, I was. it was reminding me of things that I had seen years ago. So this isn't brand new. This has been around a long, long time.
0: Yeah, it's been around forever. I remember once when I was kind of going through my whole awakening and getting readings, a woman did, this is how she did her reading. She would decide which ray you were born under. And I thought that was interesting. Okay. So the seven rays is a concept that was popularized by esoteric teachers, such as Alice Bailey and Madame Blavatsky. But in fact, like Denise said, it's been around forever since at least the 6th century BC. It's been taught by the Gnostics, the Hindus, and more recently, the Theosophists. The Chaldean oracles teach that the seven rays are parts of the sun or creator expressing itself. They teach about the god of the seven rays who holds the seven stars in his hands. In ancient Greek, the seven rays often represented the seven known planets at that time. In Catholicism, the dove of the Holy Spirit is often depicted with seven rays, which I never noticed. Did you ever notice that? I've never counted them. Have
1: you? No, no, I haven't.
0: The transfiguration is often shown in art with seven rays shining from Jesus to his apostles. Catholics also teach about the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit wisdom, understanding, counsel, fortitude, knowledge, piety, and fear of God. I always, I always used to push back on that in school. I got to be honest. I don't think we should fear God. I think we should love, honor, and respect God. But you know, that's just me,
1: the not so good right. Catholic talking. Did you push <laughs> back on that? It never, it never matched up for me. And I was, I was a good Catholic. I, I did. I wore the crucifix, the whole thing. And I'm, anyone who still practices that religion and finds solace in it, I respect greatly because the beautiful ritual Is incredible. It it can be very comforting. But I always felt there was a discord between the fear and don't worry, God loves you, but you better be afraid of Him. So there was a. a, a...
0: (laughs) I know. Okay, so this number seven, it really does come up over and over and over again, no matter what culture or time period or religion or belief system that you're looking at. And that is something I think we've all noticed, right? I mean, the world was created in seven days. There's seven colors in the rainbow. There's, what is it? Seven scales in the music. Seven just comes up over and over and over again. And it does make you think. Now, Agni is a Hindu and Vedic God said to have two heads and seven hands with seven rays emanating from his body. Vedic scripture writes how Vishnu entered into the, quote, seven solar rays, which dilate into seven suns. Alice Bailey taught that each person has a soul ray that remains the same through all of their incarnations and a personality ray that is different for each incarnation. So each ray is connected to a spiritual master, a planet, a nation, and different cycles. She wrote a book which divides everyone into one of these seven rays. Now, trying to cover the seven rays in one shows is kind of impossible because it's a very complex topic that's been written about and taught for centuries. But we're going to do our best to at least give you a basis to begin your own research if you find this interesting. Basically, each ray has its own attribute and purpose, and everything that ray shines upon is affected by this attribute. So do you want to start us off with the first ray?
1: I'd love to. The first ray is will and power. The color is red, so correlates with that first chakra, Taurus and Pisces. The job goal, faith in God's will, protection, and it's said to represent the will of our creator. And when you look at that explanation, it really does align with that root chakra energy. But it also, if that's where you, personal opinion, if that's where you find your, your biggest challenges are in life, maybe that's part of what you need to work on is to really focus on that first ray.
0: True. I'm confused by the zodiac signs they attribute to this first ray, though. Taurus is the bull. I can see it being with this will and power. I have a daughter who's a Taurus. She is the most loving, loyal, faithful, sweet little child. But when she fixes her mind to something, it's going to happen. You know, she's got that Taurus focused energy. But there are several Pisces in my family of origin. They're not like that. They're very sensitive and dreamy and imaginative. So I'm confused by that.
1: That's Yes, that that part struck out at me as well. Because, I mean, Taurus, when you think about very grounded, very earthy, very... um, tactile a lot of tauruses that i know are very uh they go by the adage of buy once cry once like really they want quality they want luxury they want you know that that the soft the cashmere versus the wool against their skin have you noticed that with taurus folks
0: yes definitely they like the finer things but not in like a vain way just in an appreciation yes
1: yes very much so And but they I you have to wonder, too, is because, again, I've said this many times, I don't know astrology well enough, but would it also impact if that was your your sun sign, your moon sign, your rising, if you had a strong influence of of Taurus or Pisces in your chart? And would that correlate more strongly with that first ray?
0: Right. It could be. It could be. And it could be that they gave. Like with each of these rays, you know how in everything in life, there's duality and in numerology, there's positive sides to being a certain number and negative sides. I wonder with the first ray, if your job or goal is to learn how to put faith in God's will, which is really about trust and surrender, which is something I think Tauruses struggle with and Pisces not so much. So it could be
1: that kind of yin yang thing going on. Well, I wonder too, with your description of some of the Pisces in your life being you know, kind of laid back, easygoing, very emotional, which I've seen a duality with the Pisces that I've known in my life. But maybe the the other side to that is learning to step more fully into their power and will.
0: Right, exactly. And learn to speak up for themselves. Right. Okay, the second ray is focused on love and wisdom. Its color is blue, and it is ruled by the zodiac signs of Leo and Virgo, And the second ray people, they are here to learn about intelligence and knowledge. This ray is all about love for the creator and desire for union and learning how to be a co-creator with God. And that really does fit with the sacral chakra, which is the second chakra. And it does fit with the numerology of the number two, which is all about balance and duality and really learning how to find your centeredness through union of opposites.
1: So this description really resonates with me for the Leo aspect. And when you think about the color blue and throat chakra and expression and all the things that come with the color blue, but most Leos I know have big, big, big hearts. And and a a lot of them have the, there's Leos are funny folks. I love them dearly, but I I really felt that. But with the Virgo, I I think the intelligence, the knowledge, but I always see more more structure with Virgo folks. Um, But I do think both would have that desire for union and and co-creation.
0: Well, you know what's really funny? So my sister, Courtney, who's been on this show is a Leo. And I think you have to admit she is such a, she's got the most beautiful hair. She has the biggest heart, this huge loving personality. She is in the happiest marriage I've seen with her husband, who is a Virgo and it's funny because the two of them balance each other perfectly because she is like let's go here let's travel there let's do this and he's like uh let's save up for that let's plan that trip let's focus on this <laughs> okay let's move on to the third okay. ray okay
1: the third ray is about adaptability active intelligence the color is green this often resonates with gemini and libra that this, their job or goal is about discernment of spirits, creativity. This is about all creative endeavors that work to share God's light. So you're a Gemini and I think this fits you beautifully.
0: Yeah, I think so too. And again, it goes with the third chakra and it goes with the number three. How many times have I said on the show, the number three is called the get on the page or get on the stage number, right? It's all about creation. So that makes a lot of sense. And the third chakra is where we have a lot of the confidence and sense of self needed to fulfill our creative goals. So yeah, I think it's interesting to look again at the Zodiac signs. And here's what I wonder, Denise, because I'm a Gemini, does that mean I've incarnated through the third ray? I'm trying to figure that out. And from what I researched, it sounded like that's one of the signs, but not necessarily because it could be connected to your rising sign. That makes it even more confusing for me.
1: Right. And I, this is why when you preface that everything with we're giving you a brief overview. And if this is something that you're interested in, you can jump down the rabbit hole with it. Because this to me feels like a topic that you could just follow that trail for a long time in a lot of different directions.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And again, Gemini and Libra, I think is interesting because Geminis are the twins. So there's a lot of duality in them and they're ruled by Mercury. And so there's a lot of you know, let's study this. Let's look at that. Let's go here. Let's go there. Whereas Libra is the scales and it's more about balance and focus and everyone getting along. And I find that interesting. I'm a Gemini. I do um, my other podcast, Psychic Teachers with Deb, who's a Libra. And I think everyone would agree we work well together. So it's interesting to see how, um, if it's Bailey or or whoever put these these together, these components of the rays, how they do seem to work together, these signs.
1: But discernment of spirits and creativity fits you to a T as well.
0: Yeah. But again, if someone's listening to this going, well, I want to know what Ray I am,
1: that fits you to a T as well, as well, Denise, you know? Well, you know, and adaptability is one of those funny words for me. So does that mean more fluidity? Because sometimes I know some Libras that tend to enjoy more structure.
0: That's true but i'll tell you i am very adaptable and i am so grateful for that ability i really really am cuz i do know people who aren't adaptable and when change happens to them it rocks their world and i can i think that can be incredibly debilitating so that is one thing i'm not i'm not shy about patting myself on the back i i can roll with the punches pretty easily and change doesn't affect me for the most part you know really? at, as much, and so I I do think that if so, if you have that as well, that could be a sign that you are on the third ray. And what's interesting, when I sat down with that woman years and years ago, she did say I was um on the third ray. Oh, I remember I was so new in my you know understanding. What's a sh- I didn't know if it was chakra chakra. I still don't know. Was it tarot tarot? I don't know. I didn't know anything. And so when I heard the number three and she said, there's seven rays, I thought that meant I was like a newbie soul or a beginner and had so much to learn. And it, it made me like, Oh, really? I'm only on the third ray, but this is not like that at all. It is not like you incarnate in the first ray and you've got to like, learn all these things before you get to the second ray. They are all equal.
1: So, you know, it just popped into my head. I wonder if you come in on say you come in on the third ray, which I love that you're getting the validation that someone else had brought this up for you earlier in your life. Would you have challenges associated with the energy of that ray? Or I'm I I know that that's going down the hole a little bit with that, but I'm just wondering because I started to jump ahead to the next one, and and you know I I got me thinking about do we. Embrace the, similar to having a a sun sign, a moon sign, a rising sign, do we integrate several rays, but have one primary ray?
0: Yeah, I wonder that too. I mean, like I was saying before, in some of the research we looked at, it said that you incarnate always under one ray, but your personality ray changes with each lifetime. And that could be the rub you're talking about. It's it's really interesting if you look at I I spent the holiday break reading a lot of really weird shit I have to be honest and it's <laughs> like spinning my head I don't even know I don't even know how to explain it yet I want I'd love to do a show on it but I have to understand it first but and it's weird Do you ever have those things where like people have been sending me books and they're all on the same topic but they've been written different times and different people. Anyway, the books I've been reading have been about how we have basically like two people inside of us and you can, and all these books I've been reading, you can call it Ego and Spirit. You can call it Soul and Personality. You can call it Superconscious and Consciousness. These books are calling it all different things. But basically, there are two wolves inside of us, like that famous story, right. you know, and so yes, there are always positive aspects to us. There's a left brain and a right brain, and there's always uh, not so positive aspects. And the whole goal of being incarnated in a body is to learn how to unify and unite those two forces, not not subduing one, you know, to the point where it's not allowed any expression, but learning to uh, recognize, accept. And and bring both of those aspects of yourself into the light. Really, really deep, interesting stuff.
1: Yeah. I, I love that kind of stuff. So the 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 research on the seven rays, you would incarnate each time under the same ray. Or so there's one personality ray, would be like
0: let's say your your soul is always under the third ray. Let's say just your soul expression. Okay, it's always going to be the third ray. But then maybe you decide to come in this life with a personality of a first ray.
1: Oh. So your, your
0: soul is like, oh, I want to talk to fairies and spirits and angels and I want to <laughs> live in my imagination and write books and paint all day. And your personality is like, oh, hell no, we got to go to business school. We got to get our MBA. We got to, you know, mm-hmm. run for this office and and tackle that bank and do this investment. And so that might be a choice that you make as a soul to strengthen weaker aspects of whichever Ray is your soul.
1: Okay. I could be wrong. That's how
0: I understood it.
1: It's a lot.
0: I know. But think about it in nature though, Denise, like think about anything beautiful in nature really kind of comes through pain, right? Like diamond is born from a coal that's been hidden and buried under a shitload of pressure. Mm -hmm. a butterfly emerges from a coffin that we call a cocoon that it has to like fight its way out of through the darkness. You put all your, you know, crap from your cutting up your fruits and vegetables into your compost heap. It looks disgusting and awful. And yet that yields the most beautiful, nutritious fruits and vegetables. Do you ever think about that? How like, you know, out of the most negative stuff comes the most, a lotus grows in mud.
1: Yeah it's pretty amazing. The natural world never ceases to amaze me.
0: No. And so maybe by having opposing rays, it's really making you that much
1: more beautiful and stronger. I love that. Okay. Why don't you tell us about the fourth ray? Oh, okay. The fourth ray, uh, beauty through harmony or harmony through conflict. Color is yellow. This is Scorpio and Aquarius. Their job or goal is working of miracles. This ray is focused on building a solid foundation so that harmony can be restored. I see that so strongly with Aquarius, very, very strongly with that beauty through harmony, not wanting the conflict. The the light of yellow, the I mean, all I, that beautiful. With the Scorpio, they love conflict. <laughs> you said that <laughs> I did not. not all. Uh, No, 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 but there is uh, Scorpios are incredibly strong people. They're They're fearless. Right. I have a, an old friend and she's a Scorpio. And she said, I have learned over the years to temper my sting because she's, she knows, she knows what she's capable of. And she's probably one of the kindest people you'd ever want to meet. She's, she's just a joy. I think that self-knowledge of am I going to choose harmony or am I going to choose conflict can be a real struggle for some folks.
0: True. And I, and I have a question for you. If you were a freelance writer and someone gave you this explanation of these rays and said, Hey, Denise, just kind of do some research on these rays and meditate on it and assign a zodiac that you think resonates with these different ray colors. I would put Libra with the fourth ray beauty through harmony. That's Libra. True. True. So I agree I'm, with that. I'm very confused about that. I've never known an Aquarius, to be honest. I, I can't think of any friends I have that are that are Aquarians. I've known a lot of Scorpios, and some of them are just the most amazing people I've known. And some are, you know, I just don't want to have conflict or drama with them. So I feel like they're very intense.
1: So that's funny. I know a lot of Aquarius and some people very, very dear to me are Aquarians. And uh, my mother was a Scorpio and some other friends that I have are Scorpio. So it's it's interesting with that. But but the beauty through harmony, that's a good line. That's a good thing to think about. And I, you know, as we go through each of these, I'm thinking we can choose to, even if we're under a certain ray, we may choose to go to one <laughs> of those other rays and say, I want to integrate this energy into my life.
0: Yeah, that's incredibly true. And so if anyone listening to this is building a spiritual practice or working in a healing setting or is focused on healing some you know generational karma or patterns of negativity, you might be working with the 4th ray. Because if you're trying to find beauty through harmony, that could be building something beautiful, but if you're also trying to heal any conflict in your life, that could be also beauty that this fourth ray is talking about. And I, and in that respect, I can see a Scorpio being perfect at that because they're fearless. They're not afraid to break those chains of karma or, or negative repeating patterns.
1: Okay. And right now this is an incredibly with where we are globally building a solid foundation so that harmony can be restored. Again, personal opinion is very paramount Mm -hmm. and is that have more people incarnated under this ray at this time to help with that. And you do need the fearlessness of the Scorpio and the more harmonious side of the Aquarian to bring that into play.
0: Exactly. Well said. And if we think about the fourth chakra, which is the heart chakra, that is all about beauty through harmony. And it is about healing from pain and recognizing that any scars we have spiritual and emotional, I mean, on our heart make us stronger Mm -hmm. and do help us build a solid foundation. Okay. The fifth ray is focused on concrete knowledge or science. So think more left brain thinking stuff. The color is orange. It's ruled by Capricorn. Their job or goal is healing. This ray is focused on using science to understand ourselves and the world we live in. So that's interesting because Capricorns are incredible people. They're very focused and driven and hardworking. They can be relied upon and they get the job done. So if you are called upon to work in a healing field, but you need need the science to back it up, you need the hows, you need to know why does this work? How does this work? Before you can dive in you might be working under the fifth ray.
1: Yes, interesting as well. Right now there's so much going on in the world with questioning science or science is evolving and the inner you know AI is is really making a step forward with technology which goes along with that shift that's coming in March astrologically. So it it would make sense to me that more people have incarnated with this ray right now as well that concrete knowledge of science, that understanding, that groundedness that allows the people of the fourth ray to work on bringing in the harmony. So I'm starting to see an interconnectedness between all of these.
0: Yeah, I know. All right, we got two more to go and then we'll dive into them more deeply. Let's talk about the sixth ray. You go.
1: Oh, okay. The sixth ray, uh, devotion or abstract idealism, the color is violet, Cancer and Sagittarius, their job or goal is interpretation of spirit. This ray concentrates on honoring our Creator and seeing behind the illusion to what's real and true. See, I think this is you. Yeah, that one kind of feels right. <laughs> and I'm a Sagittarius, so I and I love violet and, and and you know the chakra that aligns with violet. But that is my my whole deal is wanting what's real and true. Yeah. I, very, very important. And you're
0: excellent at interpreting for spirit. Well, thank you. But you do it in a way that is completely ethical and authentic and honest. So I think, I think that's you. Well, thank Uh, you. Yeah. The seventh ray is focused on organization, ritual and ceremonial magic. Its color is indigo. It's ruled by Aries and the seventh ray is here to work on prophecy and miracles. Ooh, I wish that were my ray. <laughs> <laughs> this ray is focused on unifying the inner and outer worlds and expressing into reality the adage, as above, so below. So calling all alchemists, this would be your ray. If you're interested in magic or spiritual transformation or really working miracles in your own life or helping others to work miracles in their lives. You might be working under the seventh ray.
1: Okay. Let's let's dive in. I have have one quick thing to say about this. I know a lot of Aries like uh, a lot over my lifetime and I'm having a hard time matching this up with the description for the seventh. No disrespect to any Aries out there, but maybe it's because I'm the male that the masculine People who have chosen to incarnate as masculine energy in this lifetime have been Aries. I don't know a lot of of women or, or people who identify as female or feminine that are are Aries. So, but I, I wonder about that. The organization, 100%, but the ritual and ceremonial magic, maybe not so much.
0: I don't know. I have a, one of my daughters is an Aries and yeah, she can be stubborn, but she is my most interested child in all the weird woo woo stuff you and I do. Oh,
1: wow. Very cool.
0: Yeah. And she loves, like if I do Reiki on her, um, she's, she loves it when I put the chakra stones around her and we do a little meditation or cord cutting. She loves the ritual of all of that. Whereas like my other two girls will be like, they'll go up to my, I've got, you know, bowls of stones all over the house and they'll walk around and go, all right, I got a math test today. What stone should I grab mom? You know, <laughs> she'll she want to dive into, you know, I need three stones for this. So so I could see that. And I think it's um it's a really fascinating ray. It'll be interesting yes. to see how that plays out for her in her life because she's got so much talent. All right. So let's try dive in. The first Three rays are often connected to the three aspects of the God in Christianity. So Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, or to the Hindu, Shiva, Vishnu, and Brahman. Now, if you go from here, the next four rays reveal the sevenfold nature of divinity. However, it's important to remember that the seven rays originate from one source. So again, you've got to think about the sun, the circle, and these rays coming out of it. That's why I was saying they're all equal. Mm -hmm. Alice Bailey said, each of the great rays has a form of teaching truth to humanity, which is its own unique contribution. The endless diversity of forms hides a subjective synthesis. Man can therefore eventually see expressing itself through all forms and all kingdoms, a universal subtonate. And when this happens, he is entering into a world of subjective unity And can proceed on his way consciously towards the One. He cannot, as yet, enter into the consciousness of that basic essential unity, but he can enter into that of his own ray life, of the emanating source of his own temporarily specialized life. Okay, you know when you can say things in five words instead of five sentences, you just should.
1: So let's. (laughs) I agree.
0: Let's try to break that down. I think what she's saying is, you know, each of these rays has something positive to contribute to the world. And maybe our goal as a soul is to experience different incarnations under the different talents and attributes of each of these rays so that eventually we can become one with the center of the sun. Do you think that's what she was saying?
1: Yeah. And more simplistically, Do we need all seven of those rays in order to find that unity and harmony as a global community? And that's why we're, you know, revisiting this because you can't, you need all of them. You can't just one is, I agree that one is not better than the other or less or more, or I'm a little, I'm not so sure about the astrological aspects of this, but the premises of each ray all work well together and support one another. But you can't do it without, if one piece of that puzzle is missing, it's not going to bring the completion.
0: Okay, let's talk about how to recognize your personal ray. So it's, it's believed, as we've said, that we're each experiencing our life through one of these rays. So whichever ray we're born into is said to determine our occupation, our appearance, and overall life experiences. Bailey taught, as I think we said earlier in the show, that we have a personality ray and then an egoic ray. She said each person is potentially a transmitter of ray energy, either egoic or personality. Each can, in time, learn to transmit the quality of their soul ray to the group, stimulating everyone else to greater courage, clearer vision, finer purity of motive, and deeper love, and yet avoid the danger of vitalizing personality characteristics. To do this effectively and correctly, we must all learn to think of each other as souls and not as human beings. So again, if I could be the editor for Alice Bailey, it would be what Denise said before, that each ray is important and we have to recognize that. So if you have an easy time expressing your power, you might be here under ray one. I'm not sure if many of our empathic listeners, I don't know, I don't want to speak for everyone, but don't you feel that empaths in general, if we're going to super overgeneralize, I think empaths have to really learn how to express their power. Yes. And that so seems to be on sharing.
1: Right. And I think that's something that a lot of people are trying to find right now is how do I step into my own power? How do I accept this? How do I allow myself to be my fullest that I came here onto the planet to be. So maybe working with the energy of that first ray helps, helps jumpstart, you know, stepping into power more, expressing your power more.
0: Exactly. If you're focused on inner peace and harmony, you might be working under ray two, and, you know, I would think, well, most people are focused on inner peace and harmony. But, you know, you get in your car and you drive around town and maybe that's not so true. I don't think a lot of people are focused on inner peace and harmony. I think well, and, our
1: listeners are. And that goes back to, I just had a flash of someone I spoke with years and years ago, not in in a professional capacity or, or juju or anything. And I made a comment and the person looked at me and said, I'm just not that deep. I don't think about that kind of stuff, and <laughs> and I and it was I, my way of functioning. I was thinking, wow, what? A, that's just so strange. You don't ever think or go within or you know look for that inner peace and harmony. And that person didn't, and it was not even on anywhere in their scope and sequence. So it, it's it's I, the more we dive into this topic, the more I'm getting flashes of people saying, hmm, I wonder if they would align with that ray.
0: Yeah. Oh, I know. I know. This is interesting to apply not only to yourself, but to other people. Oh no. I know a lot of people who have said, yeah, I'm not, I'm not even going to swim out into that deep end of the ocean with you. And, and I do have very deep thoughts and I do share them freely with anyone who will listen. And I know a lot of people have been like, you think too much or, Mm -hmm. you know, but a part of me kind of admires those um, surface-y people because they don't tend to worry about stuff or, no. you know, must be kind of nice. Mm. Okay, are you creative and you enjoy multitasking and learning about lots of different ideas? Then you might be here under Ray 3 because as we said, that is the creative uh, multitasking Gemini Libra type energy that lights to dive into lots of different things.
1: See, and I feel like this validates that you're a three.
0: Yeah, I think it does too. Cause I do love different ideas and I love to research and then, and then I'll move on. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't stick with one idea for like my whole, I couldn't do that. I could never, oh my gosh. I still remember to this day, I was walking down the street, going back to work And I bumped into a coworker and I was like, Oh, Hey, I'm coming back from lunch. You too. Yeah. 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 And he was so happy and smiley. And, you know, in my mind at that time, he was old, he was not old, but I was like 25 at the time. And I said, you look so happy. And he said, I am. He said, this, um, this week wraps up 30 years teaching at this college. And he said, so at the end of the semester, I'm done. I remember looking at him and going, you've, you've, you've what, what? I couldn't get over it. I'm like, you've been here 30 years. And he was like, yeah, I, I don't know that that rocked my world. Denise, I've never been able to picture like being at the same job or the same anything for 30 years.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Do you remember having those thoughts when you were young?
1: Um. Yes. Yes. And see, I think that's one of the reasons I moved a lot and changed a lot of jobs because I stayed in the same profession, but also a very different outlook for a lot of people now, they don't want that commitment of one thing for an extended period of time. So it'll be right. interesting to see how societally we evolve as these shift.
0: Yeah, that's true. And and the same coin, I would have students who would come back to visit me and they'd say, "Miss Faye, you are here. Oh my, I left seven years ago. You're still here? And then that would send me into a crisis. Like, yeah, I am still here. What does that mean? <laughs> Mm-hmm. did you ever have students do that to you well where do you want me
1: to go I don't know yes I'm still here <laughs> so on the on the fourth ray if you're focused on balance and seeing different people's points of view so that's interesting so that goes back to beauty through harmony So mm-hmm. you know, harmony through conflict which I think aligns beautifully with that description and that question of of are you focused on different people's points of view?
0: I wonder if that means a lot of attorneys are under the Ray 4. Because I feel like what makes people good attorneys is they can see both sides of the argument and that's how they're really good at presenting a case. Right. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. If you are detail-oriented and love to observe the world around you, you could be operating under a Ray 5. I do know people like this, that they just... Oh you go into their home. Oh I have a friend Denise I exhale in her home. Like you open up her pantry and everything is labeled and organized and there's no boxes of cereal, everything is in like a glass container. You know, and you open up her her junk there's no junk drawer. It's the whole little partition. It's so it's so beautiful in there. And, <laughs> and she loves that. And she loves to like throw parties and she's a good hostess, but she loves to just kind of sit in her beautiful organized home and watch people having fun in her house. And there are a lot of detail-oriented careers that I think people operating under the Ray Five would be really, really great at, like decorating Mm -hmm. or being being a closet organizer or being a builder even. Mm -hmm. Now, if you're passionate about advocating for others, maybe you're a therapist or a social worker or even a teacher, you could be operating under Ray Six. And if you're really interested in psychic stuff and learning about spiritual transformation, or if you study magic, or if you really like the ritual of your your chosen religion, you could be operating under Ray seven. I did read that a lot of um, ministers, pastors, and rabbis are here under Ray seven.
1: That makes perfect sense. Yeah.
0: Okay. And let's talk about the attributes of each Ray. I'll start with Ray 1. Ray 1s are seen as courageous and willful. They like to win. They do not take no for an answer. Ray 1 people are strong and brave. They make excellent executives, CEOs, and managers. They can be prideful and arrogant and a little controlling. And their label is the manager. Beautiful.
1: Beautiful. And Ray, two people, patient, intuitive, and caring. They care deeply for the environment and are loyal to their loved ones and friends. Often, they're teachers or counselors. Negatively, they may be people pleasers. Their feelings are even easily hurt. They're overly sentimental or or may spend too much. They need to work on learning to say no and paying attention to details. And they would be under the category of the caregiver.
0: Mm, that can be a hard one where you're so giving and kind and, and you don't pay attention to details or set boundaries easily. Right. They've got, they, they need to pull in some Ray one energy.
1: And that's a lot of empaths would fall under that category. Mm-hmm. Of easily Absolutely. hurt, very sentimental.
0: Ray three people are intelligent, philosophical, creative, idea oriented. They have highly developed imaginations they love to have deep, thoughtful conversations and are great conversationalists and writers. They tend to do well in communication fields. They can be flighty and often run late for appointments. And sometimes they can be seen as aloof, cold, stubborn, and lazy. Their label is the thinker.
1: Ray, four people or folks, or, I wonder if these would apply to animals as well. What if they get a ray. Uh, compassionate, peacemaker, entertainer. They enjoy beautiful things, but not in a vain way. They appreciate the aesthetics of beauty and love people in situations that are peaceful and harmonious. They're often artists, builders, psychologists. They may be a bit moody, lacking in moral courage, and overly passionate. Bailey said there are very few Ray Four ready for Souls, but we'll see more starting in 2025. These are the artists.
0: Oh, interesting. I don't know that we don't have a lot of those Ray four souls. What do you think about that?
1: No, I think that this covers a lot of people, so yeah, I do too. I do too.
0: Huh. Okay, Ray five can be analytical. They are the common sense thinker. They like to carefully evaluate every possibility before making a decision. They make excellent scientists, surgeons, and engineers. very punctual. They may be uncomfortable in social situations. They often overanalyze. They can be a micromanager and can be unforgiving. Their label is the analyst. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say, I don't know that we have a lot of Ray 5 listeners.
1: <laughs> it's it's I'm really thinking I this fits someone I know to a T, to an absolute T. And, and that would be very analytical. So that's interesting. I'm going to have to go back and read more on Ray five and see if the other aspects fit.
0: Yeah. Again, like you were saying though, we, we need those attributes of all of these rays, you know, the, um, the surgeon who, who saved Mike's life, you know, a lot of people thought he had a little bit of a God complex. I adored him. I loved him. And I remember saying to him, you know, you, you saved his life. Like, I know you do this every day and I know you've been doing this for like over 20 years, but do you go home at night and tell your wife, like I saved a human's life today. Like someone's going to go home and be able to be a father again because of my hands and my brain. And he goes, Samantha, that's kind of what I do for a living every day. (laughs) And I remember thinking, yeah, rock on. Like if you didn't think that way, how could you hold that scalpel every, every day? Like, you have to be that type of person to do that job. So, mm-hmm. you know, even though the description of the Ray Five is kind of like, I, I don't think I could ever be with a Ray Five. Punctual, uncomfortable in social situations, overanalyzes everything, micromanager. That would be very hard for me to be with someone like that. And yet, I admire them and, and I think we need those people. Right.
1: And maybe it would bring balance. Hard to say. Yeah. Uh, Ray six people, loyal, devoted, loving, very nurturing. They love to take care of others. They may choose to be a religious or spiritual teacher. They might have rigid belief structure, be jealous in relationships, or jump to conclusions too quickly. Some say this is the ray of the saint or the fanatic. To a six ray person, they're deeply loyal to their friends, never seeing any of their faults, and often just as judgmental with their foes. This is the type of person who would give their right hand to help a friend in need, but would turn a blind eye to someone outside of their belief system. And they're categorized as the friend. Didn't we say
0: this could be your Ray? Yeah. That does not sound like you at all. First of all, you do not have a rigid belief structure. I don't think you have a jealous bone in your body. And I know you don't jump to conclusions too quickly.
1: Oh, I, I think the jumping happens. I, I do think I can jump with the best of them, actually. I, I don't know. This is a different... I am very loyal, like to a fault loyal. I'll I'll stick with that one. But
0: And you are nurturing and devoted, and you do love taking care of people. Um, you are a spiritual teacher. Um, yeah. I love yeah. you, but I wouldn't call you a saint, and no. I definitely would not call you a fanatic. I mean...
1: <laughs> No, I don't have my, what is the, the placard, the board that people go stand on the corner and have espouse their opinions. No, we're not going there.
0: No, you don't have any of that in you. So that's that's really interesting. And you know, that's that's how this works with all of this stuff. Like sometimes I'll read about attributes of a Gemini. And I'm like, damn, I wish I were like that. Do you ever read some of the stuff about your sign? And wow, that's pretty cool. I mean, some of the negative stuff with Gemini I can jive with, you know, I I'm not late, but I don't think I've ever shown up early for anything. And I can be a little flighty and, and aloof when I get focused on something else. So I get that. But some of the other stuff I'm like, yeah, that's totally not me. I have a good friend who's a Gemini. And he's an engineer and has every attribute of a Virgo. And I'm like, "How the hell were you born in June?" So I don't I think sometimes these attributes don't always fit everyone.
1: How could and, they? and I think, as with any of the things that we look at or talk about, you're always bringing your individual blueprint to it. So this you have to integrate this in with all the other aspects of of your your unique thumbprint. That's very, very true.
0: So race seven people are able to create order out of chaos. They're structured and persistent. They are very independent and self-reliant. They enjoy a structured schedule, traditions, and routine. They make great administrators and leaders. They might be too attached to religious rules or structures and can be a little judgmental. Their label is the system. Oh, well, I don't like that label. I would call them the alchemist. True. Because if they're then, creating order out of chaos, that's alchemy.
1: Right. The The independence and self-reliance, the structure. See, this one seems a little in, not a, a, a counter to the other descriptions of Ray 7 that we talked yeah. about before. Yeah,
0: it does. And, you know, also this could be people adding their own two cents to all the different stuff we were researching for this as well. But I think right. it's interesting the way it does align with the chakras so well, because ray seven is the crown chakra, which is all about connection to the divine and learning how to, you know, really understand who you are and why you're, why you're here and how you can express the creator's energy through your lifetime here on earth. And that sounds a lot like ray seven.
1: Mm-hmm. Beautiful.
0: Well, I think this has been interesting. It was fun to research. What do you think?
1: I do. And I love things that get us to look a little more at ourselves in the mirror and say, hmm, is this something I can work with or something that I need to acknowledge or maybe a little shadow that I want to spend some time with so that we can, can move forward with our development and evolution on the planet?
0: Okay, so I listen to this radio show a lot. I know I've talked to you about it, Denise, Bob, and Sherry. I love them. And they have this this little thing when they talk honestly, they call it the cone of safety,
1: Mm -hmm. where like
0: nobody can judge them. I'd like to steal that from them for a minute, okay? If I could have like a cone of safety or a, a non judgmental zone. Okay. Through doing this show and researching all these different ways to know yourself, right? Whether it's through um are your enneagram or your seven rays or numerology or astrology or the human design system i find them all fascinating i do and i find them fun to research you know what what was the, what's the other one what's your love language you know all those things i find them interesting i read them i look at them all but at the end of the day don't you think we just have to go within and and throw all that away for not forever, but just, you know, push it to the side and and just look at who am I? Who am I? What do I love? What makes my heart sing? What makes my soul soar? What do I want to do? When I leave this earth, what gift do I want to leave behind to others? To me, that's so much more important than memorizing and learning all this other stuff.
1: See, and that's interesting because that was incredibly well said. Very, very beautiful. And I see all of those things as a tool to help you to get to that place. Like it's just, it's a, a, you you either let it support what you're doing or you're being led by it. So my thing for that is, are you going to drink the Kool-Aid? So there's, there's, there's a spectrum to all of this stuff. So you may really say, oh my gosh, the rays really resonate with me or, human design really resonates with me, or I need to talk to a psychic, but are they helping you to find that truer side of yourself and that deeper place in, within to be able to emulate all the beautiful things that you mentioned?
0: Yeah, I think, I think you're right. So like, like the rays, you know, you can just incorporate what I said and what you said in into one. I think I just get frustrated because I see people on the seeker's path and they're, they're seeking, who am I? Why am I here? And they're looking to this and to this and to that and to this and to this person and this book and that resource and that quiz. And, and I think, yes, those are tools. But at, at the end of the day, you've, you know, you've got to kind of just pause and and mm-hmm. just say, what is true about me right now? And what is my expression that is yearning to be birthed into the world right now? Very good point. Well, yes. we wouldn't have researched this topic without listeners emailing us and suggesting that we do this. So we love it when we hear from you guys. Please remember you can always email us enlightenedempaths at gmail.com. You can check us out on Facebook as well. Just search Enlightened Empaths. We've got a fun page there where we update and post things, and you guys can share things there as well. So we appreciate you guys sending in your show's suggestions because. I can't speak for Denise, but I love to have new stuff to research. So this was really fun for me to look into. And I hope you guys enjoyed it as well. If you want to check out more about our work, you can go to Denise's website, The Grateful Messenger, or my website is samanthafay.com. We hope you guys have a wonderful, beautiful week full of your own unique ray expressions. Please remember, as always, to show up, do great work, and share your life.
1: Take care.